Buenos dias! Welcome to another daily devotion. I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, today is going to be a good day on this Thursday, if you didn't notice. Um, Dan is not here today. Pastor Dan, who normally does Thursdays, did yesterday's introduction to the book of Ephesians. So today we are in chapter 2 of Ephesians. And uh, if you haven't read it already, please go ahead and do that. But if you haven't watched yesterday's video either, please, 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 please take the time. Don't even watch this one. Go back, watch that one. So that maybe at a different time you could watch this one. Or you could just binge all of them. But either way, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully uh, you, you are enjoying this plan going through the New Testament in a year. Um, today, uh, I, I have... Um, maybe this would be a good way to say it. Um, are you familiar with people at church who oftentimes will say things like... Usually people will be upset when um, they feel like oh, you can't talk about that uh, particular sin um, because that would exclude people. Or the uh, the concept of, like, come as you are, um, the idea that, uh, you, you know, no matter where you are in your life, just come. Jesus will accept you the way that you are. Uh, and I think that it is fair to say that it is true uh, to a certain degree. Um, today what we're going to do is dive in and recognize that when we come to Jesus, we don't have to be perfect. Uh, we don't have to be amazing. In fact, uh, I think one of the things we will find out today, if you didn't know this already, is that in fact, even at your best, you're still not great. Uh, even at your best, uh, you and I, at my best, uh, like we, I'm still desperate for the grace of God, uh, and so are you. And so, with that being said, it is my uh, opinion that the Bible says, uh, I, it, in fact, uh, I can confidently say for sure, uh, that none of us are going to be able to come to Jesus uh or even if Jesus came to us, uh, none of us are going to be deserving of that. None of us can can say, oh yeah, 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 like, like your life is jacked up uh, more than mine, so therefore you can't come to church or you can't fellowship with the believers uh, or you, Jesus won't love you as much. None of that is true because um, ultimately we're all in the, the same boat. And so I want to, to recognize, remember yesterday in yesterday's video, Pastor Dan had said that we should consider who the church is as we uh, kind of read through each chapter. And so today um, I want to make, uh, at least with the section that we're going to be in, this is to Christians. Uh, this is to people who have given their lives to the Lord. Uh, these are people who are saved. Uh, and so he says this, starting in verse 1, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, 
in which you previously lived according to the ways of this world. So if you have a pencil, uh, I would, if you can, go ahead and underline the word were and underline previously. Uh, I personally, like I have were underlined with uh, a different color pencil and then I've previously kind of like in brackets so that it stands out because I want us to see the language is past tense. Um, when we get saved, when we give our life to Jesus, um, we should be transformed. Uh, the Bible says that we're born again. And so then uh, that would mean then that you were dead in your sins and your trespasses. Uh, it's not something that should stick with you. Um, and so like, I'll give you an example. Um, one big thing that I think is a lie, uh, I'm, I'm going to use this one because, um, I, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody say this. So when it comes to things that are sins, so like, let's say you're a, a habitual liar, like you just, you're a con artist. You're a horrible, horrible person. You're running around robbing people blind, conning them into giving you all their money. And then you get saved. Uh, that would mean you have been set free. You've been brought from death into life. And now uh, you are no longer dead in your trespasses and sins. Does that mean that you are perfect, uh, that you are never going to sin again? Not necessarily. Um, it, what it me does mean though, is that you're not in the practice of sinning, uh, that, that you would, um, repent of that. And that would include no longer doing it. Um, and so when it comes to, to any sin, any lifestyle that doesn't honor the Lord, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't matter what the sin is. Uh, we all have to, to recognize we're all filled with sin. We're all jacked up. When we come to Jesus or he comes to us, however you want to say that, uh, when this relationship starts, that means we should no longer be who we, we were. Uh, we need to be transformed. We need to be changed. Uh, and the spirit of God does that. Um, he says this in verse in which you previously lived according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. I think this is interesting because Paul says this, uh, you know, in the first century. Uh, and yet, uh, I think it is still true today to be able to say uh, the spirit, the, to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. Uh, those who are disobeying God out there, uh, wherever they're disobeying God, like that's according to the spirit of the power of the air, the ruler of the air. Um, which would, would make you, uh, like you would be able to say then uh, that when you're dead in your sins, you are a slave, so to speak. You are... Um, in subjection to the, the ruler of the power of the air. Um, and then he says this, we too all previously lived 
lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath as the others were also. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in our trespasses. You are saved by grace. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly in the heavens in Christ Jesus. So let's let's take a pause there uh, and, and kind of go back through because there's kind of a lot here. So we too, while previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, uh, Paul here is saying, like, look, guys. Um, number one, it's important for us to recognize that Paul is not putting himself in a position to say, I'm better than you. He, what he's saying is that I was where you are um, and that I no longer am living uh, in my trespasses and sins. Uh, I'm, I'm no longer dead to my trespasses and sins, that I've been made alive. He, he says this, among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. Think about this, that the author, the guy that is saying this was a dude who was running around killing Christians. Uh, granted, he had permission, um, so maybe it would be considered uh, capital punishment, uh, illegal capital punishment. Um, but either way, uh, like he, he's absolutely persecuting the church. He's killing Christians. He's having them killed. Uh, Stephen would be uh, one of which... Um, of the, of the 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 killings that he uh, witnessed, that he kind of orchestrated, um, and so like this is a dude who who absolutely was dead in his trespasses, uh, in his sin, uh, and then he's saying this that he was carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. Murder is a inclination of our flesh and our thoughts. Um, you know, but like, I don't think it's it's only murder, right? Like, it's it's anything that's a sin. So, like, um, you know, the things of the flesh would be like you think through, like, uh, gluttony would be a fleshly desire, and uh, that you could be bound to that, uh, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. Uh, you know, when you're bound to gluttony, uh, you know, you were, if, if that's the case, if you were, you would be dead in, you were dead in your trespasses. Now you've, you've been set free, you've been made alive in Christ. And he says this, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in our trespasses. You are saved by grace. In other words, to say, look, you weren't awesome. Uh, you weren't beautiful enough, you weren't handsome enough, your muscles weren't large enough, your beard wasn't perfect enough, uh, you, you weren't, uh, you didn't fulfill the law on your own, you, you were a horrible person. Uh, and in fact, most of us have days where we still are. Um, but uh, you were saved by grace. You are, you are saved by grace. Uh, he didn't do anything to deserve it. In fact, he says this later on in verses uh, 8 and 9. Uh, for you saved by grace through faith. 
that it is not from yourselves, it is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. You're saved by grace because God loved us, according to this. He, he loved you, he loved me, those of us who are saved, he loved us. I think this is really interesting because I don't think, to what I know about most other religions, any study of God, and even today the prominent philosophy about God is that uh, he's sort of like this distant God that doesn't really, he doesn't really care about you or me, uh, that he's very distant, unrelated, uh, unwilling to, to really intervene in anything that's going on. Uh, but this really shows us uh, that God is both has the ability to be near, uh, but that also that he does come near, that he loves us, that he wants to interact with us. Uh, in fact, if you remember some of you guys who were there at church on Sunday when we were talking through uh, Galatians 4, uh, we talked about how um, that God can, can know us, can be intimate with us. And so... Um, you know, as as we recognize that, that he loved us, it was his love for us uh, and that he is rich in mercy. Think about this, um, being rich in mercy, that's like somebody's not running out of mercy. Uh, think uh, if, if Elon Musk's dollars were mercy, uh, he wouldn't be running out. Um, and, and I think that this is what I think is wonderful. Uh, the more you need mercy, the wonderful aspect of this is that God still has more. Um, when you mess up and you yell at your wife or kids, uh, and you know you were you were unjustly doing so, um, you 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 were sinning in your anger, so to speak. I think that's what he's gonna say here later on in the book of Ephesians. Um, then re just repent. Uh, say I'm sorry, Lord. Uh, take the time to to actually repent. Because God, who is rich in mercy, uh, he offers us grace. He offers us forgiveness. Uh, we don't have to remain where we are, dead in our trespasses. We can all be forgiven. We can all be saved. Uh, and so today, uh, I want to get here real quick. Verse 6. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus. I think this is interesting because it says, in the heavens, in Christ Jesus. Uh, you, uh, when you are saved, you are seated in heaven. Uh, you are seated in the heavens according to, to this particular version. Some of them say he in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Uh, that you have been raised up from death to life. Uh, and that you have been seated. Like I'm seated here now on my fancy couch uh, that I got for free yesterday with Pastor Dan in the rain. Um, and we're seated with Christ, but also in Christ and also somehow in the heavens. Uh, so it, it kind of brings a lot of different questions with that. But I think that this is beautiful because what we deserved was hell. What we deserved was punishment. What we deserved was death. And what we get is life. And what we get is grace and mercy. Uh, and we get salvation. We get to sit with Christ in heavenly places and with Christ in Christ. Uh, we are in Christ. Uh, when, we, when you see the concept of being in Christ, it's good for you to think of what 
John um, talks about when he talks about abiding. So, uh, that is probably where we're going to leave it today, because otherwise we're going to spend 45 minutes here in this chapter. Thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the channel, click the little bell, and you'll be notified whenever a video comes out, which is everything. Uh, also, if you would be willing to, if you like this channel, um, we encourage you guys to make a tax-free deductible donation to the link below and support what God is doing through this daily devotion channel. Thank you so much for joining us. Peace out, Girl Scouts. <laughs>